Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 57. Pumpkin Spice, the four seasons are nice. Listen to my podcast anywhere you love to listen to your favorite podcast. Podbean, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Amazon. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can find me at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. Welcome to Pumpkin Spice, the Four Seasons Are Nice. I bet you just by me saying that, you start to feel something. You start to think of something. Seasons have a wonderful impact or a negative impact on our daily lives. This podcast evolved out of a global pandemic. During quarantine, I decided to take my mental health skills as a therapist and my journalistic skills and create this podcast, Wide Open Spaces with Elise. I believe we all have wide open spaces within us that we can fill with positive, healthy coping skills. Because what is life about? It's about coping with the ups, the downs, the good, and the bad. And we all need to have our own tool chest to pull out those individual coping skills that we know work best for ourselves. So that's what this podcast will be about. Whenever you listen to it, there will be something that you either can relate to or not relate to. There's 57 of them, so you have a lot to choose from, from when I started way in the beginning or to today. Before I move on with Pumpkin Spice, The Four Seasons Are Nice, I really need to acknowledge a color that's very prevalent in the month of October, and that's pink, because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Breast cancer is something that is very um, close to my heart because I have a lot of friends and family members who have had breast cancer in their lives. It's almost become... A pandemic like COVID. Every time I hear another person I know has been diagnosed with breast cancer. I'm sure there will be studies trying to find out what has the increase increase been? Why do we see more cases of breast cancer? And a lot of times in even younger women. I belong to an organization called Not My Daughter, Find a Cure Now. I am on the committee, and every year we have a big event where we raise money for a local women's center so that they have resources such as wigs and emotional support. So some of the money that we um, raise goes to that, and all the rest goes to breast cancer research. It's notmydaughter.com. Um, org, www.notmydaughter.org, if you'd like to check it out, if you'd like to donate some money or just learn about it. When you hear Not My Daughter, well, it's about not having the future of breast cancer become so evolved that there's a cure so that none of our daughters or sons, because it is prevalent in men too, will ever suffer from breast cancer. Please get your mammograms, get your annual annual checks at your OBGYNs, and take care of yourself. Always know that there is resources out there for you to turn to if you have any questions about breast cancer or donate to your favorite charity. 
Thank you for indulging. And to someone out there that is very dear to me who is going through this current struggle of metastatic stage four breast cancer, I love you. You are a warrior. You are hanging in there tough. And you have all of us standing behind you. Love you. Okay, so coping skill of the day. I like to call it coping skill tip that's at your fingertips. So what I'd like you to do with my coping skill tips, they're just little things that you can pull, pull out of that toolbox I was talking about that are right there for you when you're feeling anxious and uneasy or frustrated or angry. We all need something that can pull us back to that even keel level. So this is a coping um, skill that I'd like you to try out. Go outside. I know you might not be able to do this right now, but just listen to me so that when you do have the time, go outside. No music, no sound in your ears. Look around. What do you see? Look around, really look around. When you just gaze over things, you don't see the details of what's really in front of you. By focusing on the details, it helps us defocus from that anxiety and that jitteriness. For example, yesterday, I sat outside. I am very fortunate to live on a lake. And I sat outside, and first I just kind of gazed over at the lake and saw the sun sparkling on the water and the land on the other side with the trees and the very, very green grass. But as I really started to fine-tune focus, in Florida we have these um, PVC pipes that go from the land and they end with this duck that floats in the water and that's how we get the water for our sprinkler systems. So behind every house on a lake, you'll see these fake ducks and that's how we get the water for our sprinklers. So I look at my neighbor's duck and there's this bird, a very different looking bird. Literally, I would say from like its neck up is this light creamy brown. And from the neck down is this dark, like dark, dark brown. Never really seen a bird like that. And then it lets out this squawk. But it's like a deep squawk. So it's very noticeable. And before I know it, their wings open. And the span of their wings are so great. And I'm just watching this bird, don't know what it was, balancing on this fake duck. And the duck tips over and the bird has to fly away. And then I start to look further and I see across the lake white. And I'm trying to focus. I don't have the greatest eyesight. I'm trying to focus. And I see it's a bunch of white birds. And all of a sudden, they start to fly together. And the backdrop of the green, green of the land and the trees and these white birds was so stimulating. It was it was a beautiful sight, number one, to find watch them move back and forth in their group as birds fly, flocking together. But it was amazing. And then I see something moving from 
a distance and I focus and I breathe in and I breathe out and trying to breathe out all that tension and stuff that I hold in my chest. And as I do, I'm watching whatever it is, a duck, a bird moving downstream. Oh, it's an alligator. Very common here. Lots of people come to visit can't believe that alligators are so commonplace in our backyards, but they are. And I'm a University of Florida graduate, so go Gators. So I'm watching this gator as it's swimming, and all you see really is, I would say from its snout up, the eyes, partially the back, and its tail. And it's coming now where it's swimming in front of me. And as it goes a little past me, I see the sun glistening, and I mean really glistening, on the back of this alligator. And I'm just watching it. This is fascinating, the nature that I'm seeing right in my own backyard. I don't, I sit out there all the time, but I don't really focus. This is a coping skill, focusing and defocusing from what's been overwhelming you. And then I closed my eyes because now that I have all the visual, I want to hear the sounds. So I close my eyes and I hear some wings of birds flying by. I feel the wind on my face and I can hear it going against my ear. And all of a sudden I hear a plane up, up high flying over me. A little disruptive, but I hear it. And as it goes past me, I begin to be able to hear the sounds around me again. I hear fish jumping out of the water. And again, another plane. And during this time, there were three different planes that passed by. But I kept my focus because that was part of my experience were these planes. And then after the last plane flew by, I hear a bird to the right up in a very tall palm tree just tweeting away. And I tilt my head and I have my eyes closed and I listen. And it's almost like it's singing a mating call or calling its friend. And I keep hearing it. And then I open my eyes. And believe it or not, as I open my eyes, here comes another bird flying in the tree to where that other bird was. Whether it was a mating call or just saying, hello, here I am. The two birds were put together. And so I took in this whole experience. And when I was done, I was calm. I was at peace. Because nature is who we are. We're biological creatures. Nature is biological. It's moving. It's breathing. It's growing. Just like we do. So when we become one with nature, there's a chemical reaction that takes over our bodies. And this is that coping skill. Now you can pick any place. I know we all don't live on a lake, but you may just have a nice backyard with a nice comfy chair that you can sit in and take in your environment or go to a park or sit on the beach or find a lake that you can sit by. Take the effort to find that place to help you cope and use it as a coping skill. 
So that coping skill tip that's at your fingertips for the day. I hope you try it out. Leave me some messages or notes if you have and tell me what you experienced and where you went and what you saw and what you did. Okay, the four seasons, summer, winter, fall or autumn, depending on where you live, and spring. We all have our lives revolve around the different seasons. Now there's things about the seasons that are very apparent to all of us and things that um, we all notice about the seasons. Seasons can really affect our mood and our mental health. And that's why I'm talking about it today. Because it's important to be attuned to what's going on with yourself. I talk about that frequently. And if you're an avid listener, it may seem so overwhelming of all the things that we really need to check in on about ourselves. Um, going to a doctor. What makes us feel anxious? What makes us feel depressed? What makes us feel agitated? What makes us feel good and calm? So it's this ever-evolving thing, and, and I don't want you to listen to my podcast and say, okay, good, now I've got it, because we're always evolving, and we're always changing, and we really need to plug in to what's going on with ourselves. It's just so important to know, and there are minor mental health issues that are caused by the seasons, and some can be major, and you're probably questioning, what does she mean? How can the seasons possibly in any way affect our mental health? So let me start with something that's called schizoaffective disorder, or they now call it major depression with a seasonal pattern. And what that means is that certain seasons you will see a change in your mental health. For example, in winter, you may see yourself hibernating more, not wanting to be out with people. Maybe you're gaining weight more and binging, and part of it you say it's the holidays, but you really take advantage of that to fill that emptiness that you're feeling during this time of year, and craving certain foods that are heavy in carbs, and having a real low energy. These are some things that people who have major depression with a seasonal pattern will notice with themselves every single winter. And as winter changes, those things start to dissipate. And for summer, which is another one that a lot of times people will notice this major depression with a seasonal pattern, is they'll feel more anxious. They'll feel somewhat empty because Summer, we tend to have a lot more time on our hands. There's a lot more daylight. You might feel stressed out trying to figure out, I need to be productive. What should I do with all this extra time? And having a hard time relaxing because, oh, let's face it, a lot of people are outside more in the summer. They travel more. So they have to balance work and travel. And it can be very anxiety and stressful and really hard to relax. So what I'd like you to do, and no matter who we are, the seasons affect how we feel and how we act. I mean, the minute you start to go into stores, and I'm talking, it's starting in August now, but really, 
Halloween's in October. I mean, the last day of October, but you start to see all these Halloween and fall things pop up. This is marketing. This is what they do. This is how marketers utilize the seasons to build up their equity and, and their gain of, of money by using these seasons to have all these different decorations and candles with certain smells. For example, I have a Bath and Body Works candle burning right now called Sweet Cinnamon Pumpkin. Well, the minute I started to feel fall, I wanted to go last weekend to bath, bed, bath, bath and body works. And I wanted to get my fall scented candles because every year I'll burn them out. They'll be done because I love the smells that come with fall. So marketers use this to target us just like these candles. Um, the temperature and the change of the seasons can also affect us. In winter, it's cold. We can't be outside as much. And it can cause depression because the days are short. They get darker much earlier. Less daylight can, can adhere to depression and anxiety. And um, it's just a time of less growth and less moving on. In, you know, in these times we notice in summer, you may feel like it's freedom. If you have kids, they're out of school. If you're college students, it's your summer break. So there's this freedom aspect to it. And in spring, it's growth. It's all of a sudden we're coming out of winter and you want to garden and you want to see the flowers and there's spring breaks. And there's all these things that evolve around these different four seasons. It really is and has been studied in great depth how the seasons, the cyclical changes of the seasons affect us. Now granted, depending on where you live, and I live in sunny South Florida, so we don't get much of a fall. If you've been here, the leaves, maybe if we get some good cold snaps, and I mean like 50s, for a day or two, you might see some leaf changes, but not often. You do feel a change in the air. And what I mean is there's a little bit of a breeze. In summer, there's, it's pretty stagnant. There's not a lot of air movement. So you start to feel a little bit of a breeze. And you know, around 5 or 6 o'clock, if you're in the shade, you're not sweating. So, But like now in the news today, the Northeast is going to get a cold snap. But down south, there's no cold. So it just depends on also where you live. If you live somewhere where it snows frequently, you're probably inside a lot more. I mean, it's snowing in Utah right now. We're in October. The snow started very early. So being inside and less time outside starts to increase a lot earlier. They say it has to do with global warming. Maybe it does, but these are changes Again, that will always be evolving that we'll have to adapt to. There's also a, an important correlation towards plants and trees and life that relate to the four seasons and that relate to us. Like I said before, we're biological. Plants grow. They need water. They need food. They need sunlight. Just like we do. So in winter, there's less daylight. So there's less growth in plants. 
just like in humans. There's less growth because we stay in more, we hibernate, we don't go out as much, and this can affect our mental health. And in spring, the flowers bloom, the plants start to grow more. And what happens to us in spring? We start to go out more, we're outside more, we're doing more outside activities, we're growing. And then in summer, the plants grow even more faster because of all the heat and the extended daylight. And for us as humans, we're outside 10 times more. Our days are so long that we get so much more packed into them because we have more daylight. So we correlate as humans to this plant growth. It's very cyclical. It's very connected. So the next time you decide to garden or plant something, I want you to think about how it relates to us. So here's your goal. And for the next year, yes year, I want you to pick up your smartphone. Now we're just starting with fall, which is what I'll use for the south, but people call it autumn, depending on where you live. Now's the time. Put on your smartphone, the month, the season, and write down when you notice it, not right away, different things that are affecting you, positive and negative, that relate to the season. Remember the positive I talked about, that beautiful smelling candle that I'm smelling right now? Well, that's a positive, those smells, the colors of autumn and fall. But for some, it may signal holidays are coming. I don't have a lot of family. I don't have a lot of friends. I don't have the money to buy gifts. I know I'm going to be inside more. Jot this down so that over a year's time, you may just naturally see different changes, but that aren't debilitating, that don't signify depression or anxiety. Okay, but if you start to see a trend where you felt more depressed, you felt more alone, you felt more isolative, you were hibernating, and then come spring and all of a sudden your mood elevated and things start to change, or do you see that anxiety or that overwhelming feeling of I constantly, I need to do things, this pressure because there's so much daylight in summer. Do this over a year's time. See if there's a pattern. If there is, it gives you more insight into yourself. There's that seasonal depression. How the seasons can affect us. Some people only experience depressive episodes during winter. Yep. I know some of you might not be aware of that. It's a seasonal depression. And it has to do with a lot with our environment and how it affects the chemical balance in our brain and our emotions and our moods. So let's talk about moods for a minute. Some things that you can be aware of while you're documenting this. And do it. It's so easy to document this. And it's kind of fun when you look back in a year from now to see the things that you really like, that you really enjoy, the things that annoy you, the things that irritate you, whatever it may be. We're so individual. Um, you know, 
Maybe you don't like those gift exchanges. Maybe those gift exchanges at work cause you a lot of anxiety and stress. And maybe next year you'll say, I really can't be a part of it. It's too much for me. These are the things you'll notice about yourself. Okay, so let's start with spring. Let's start with the growing bloom spring. It's a time of love, feeling light, hopeful, elevated mood, and new life. These are some of the positive moods that are evoked by spring. So pay attention to how your mood is during this time of year. In summer, it's joy, we're moving, there's a lot more to do, there's a lot of energy and excitement going on, and you can also feel bored because you have so much time on your hands, but you also feel freedom. And in that autumn-fall time, there's going to be ups and downs because things are starting to change, but they change very slowly. But there's the excitement of the holidays coming, Halloween and Thanksgiving, which is my favorite, and Kwanzaa and Christmas and Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. There's the excitement of, of the decorations and the lights and the colors. And the leaves changing. I mean, there's something very majestic in the way the leaves change. Now, I don't get to see it much here. That doesn't mean I don't see it in movies and TVs or things that I Google. And it's just so beautiful. And then in winter, it can be a lot of anxiety or low energy or you might be so socially withdrawing. But there's also a sense of peace in the wintertime. Okay, so those are some moods that you can look for in yourself as you're documenting this year in the life of whoever. For me, it would be the year in the life of Elise. And each of the four seasons... How do they affect me? And that's why I named this Pumpkin Spice. The four seasons are nice. Because no matter what our mood and mental health is, there's always good things that we can counterbalance the negative with during the four seasons. So, I want to do the colors. I feel, let's go with fall and autumn, because that's where we are right now. So let's start with the present. And it's all about the colors in fall and autumn. I mean, it really is. There's brown, there's red, there's orange, there's yellow, there's black. There's so many colors that represent this time of year. And I want to talk about colors. Colors can affect your mood and your mental health. And if you'd really like to look in depth, um, I don't remember which episode it was, but you can look at it. The title is Colors, and it was in my season one, and I talk about all the different colors and what they represent because colors are very powerful. The colors that you wear, the colors that you surround yourself in have an effect on you. It's something to really look at and go in depth and study because you can literally change your mood by changing the color of your environment. So let's start with the fall colors, the leaves, brown. I'm gonna use the leaves as our reference right now. The color brown, which gives us a feeling of warmth. It's promoting health because it makes us feel calm and comfort. 
when we start to see those leaves turn a little brown, there's a warmth about it. Even though we know those leaves are changing because they're eventually going to die and fall off the tree, there's some beauty in this change of the leaves, this brown, this rich warmth that comes from them. I mean, how many of us, when we were kids, we would find a beautiful leaf on the ground and years ago we would laminate them. People would put them in books between pages. You can see the veins, the life, the veins that are in the leaves, that the water and the nutrients comes up through the base of the tree to feed these leaves. And when it's time to fall off the tree, it goes through a process, a life process. And then we see some red in the leaves, which represent energy, passion, and we also see a lot of red in apples because it becomes apple picking season in fall and autumn. So we associate this color red with the leaves and the apples. And of course, there's orange, which represents joy and positive feelings and happiness. And let's not forget the pumpkins. The pumpkins are just so special at this time of year. I mean... Who doesn't love their pumpkin coffee? I mean, all the different coffee cafes now have their specialties. Mine is pumpkin cold brew, which I found this year, which I absolutely love. We all have our favorites. So as this season of autumn and fall comes, there's excitement knowing that I get my favorite pumpkin drink. I mean, how many times have you heard, I wish they had that drink all year round. Do you know what? If they had that drink all year round, it wouldn't be as special as if not having it all year and then autumn and fall come. And it's the excitement of our pumpkin spice coming back into our drinks and our foods. Pumpkin spice biscottis and cupcakes and, and pumpkin loaves. And what about the pumpkin seeds? We do the pumpkin seeds. We empty the pumpkin. We take all the seeds out. We put them on a pan with salt and oil and we roast them. They're delicious. Well, if I could do that all year long, it wouldn't be as exciting as it is when fall comes. And then there's the color yellow, which is happy and warm and cheerful. And I will insert the color black because, of course, during Halloween, there's darkness with the witches and the blackness of the pumpkins with the black eyes and the orange pumpkin when we cut out pumpkins. So... There's also association with this time of year. Did you see all those colors? Can you feel all those colors that I talked about? The warmth, the life, the changing of life. And then eventually falling to the ground. And then all these leaves to play with. Making a big leaf pile and jumping in it if you're fortunate enough to have that in a northern climate. It's exciting. It can be fun. It can be frolicking and just having a good, lighthearted time. And then eventually when the spring comes, those leaves will all come back again with flowers blooming. It's a circle of life. It's beautiful. And that's why nature is so important to us. It really can affect us. And if you want to immerse yourself in nature, you will definitely see a mood elevation possible changes in your mental health for positive. 
And biologically, you'll notice changes with inside yourself. So embrace in that. Get your seasonal candles that have great smells and all that that entails. Your pumpkins. You're decorating your house or your apartment or your balcony or even inside your house. Make it fun. Bring the warmth of your season inside. Feel it inside. Even though it may cause you time of less interactions with others and hibernating more and not being as social, that's something you can work on. And I guarantee by bringing these scents and tastes and smells and visualization with decorations or make your own decorations. I mean, there's something in that alone. I mean, art is enlightening. It's soul freeing. Make your own decorations. Feel the colors as you put them down on paper. There's so much you can do. And I bet you never thought in a million years how the four seasons could affect your mental health or change your mood. How you could utilize the four seasons to help you, to help you cope as a coping skill, to help you elevate your feelings or identify your feelings and give you the opportunity if you take that year of journaling of the four seasons and making changes for the good or for the better. And these are things if you do see a mental health professional that you can tell them that you've noticed. I know people who are close in my world that have seasonal depression. I've seen it in them since they were young. Every time winter comes around, their mood changes. They're more agitated. They have less energy. They're more isolative. I've noticed it in a few people in my life that I've known since they were young that have this seasonal cyclical depression. And things change as spring comes and summer comes. Where things get lifted, they have less on their shoulders, they feel less depressed, they're interacting with others more. So it's something to be aware of, even if it's not in yourself, but in others that you see. Let's face it, we're all about helping ourselves or helping others. That's why you're here listening to me today. Because it's self-help. It's motivational self-help. It's exploring those wide open spaces in your world. That's why I chose this title. Because there's so many ways, no matter what age you are, whether you're a teenager, whether you're in your middle ages, whether you're older, we're still changing. And we can identify those changes and make better choices for ourselves. We can always make things more colorful in our lives, make things smell better in our lives. Maybe cook some pumpkin cupcakes or pumpkin cookies and decorate them for Halloween. Fill your candy bags for your trick-or-treaters. Get dressed up for trick-or-treat. Maybe you've never done that before. Order a cute shirt on Amazon for Halloween so when the trick-or-treaters come by, you kind of feel like you're in it with them, even though you're not that kid walking around getting your candy in your little candy bag, but you're now giving it out. But be a part of it. Connect yourself with it. 
Even if it's something you might feel a little awkward, step out of your comfort zone. Do it. Why not? What could happen? You might just have some fun. And you might just elevate your mood. I can't say which season is my favorite. I love them all for different reasons. And when you hear me talk about the different seasons throughout the year, you'll you see why. There's so many things that I can pull that I just love. And right now I'm relishing in the colors, the smells, the tastes, the excitement of the trick-or-treaters and my daughter having friends over for Halloween because they're teenagers, and then Thanksgiving, the time of giving and giving thanks and having ones that are close to you together at a big meal, just enjoying each other and just being thankful. So try to find the positive in this fall and autumn. Go out and buy a candle. Go out today and get that favorite pumpkin flavored coffee, whatever it takes for today to put a smile on your face, to elevate your mood. Thank you for joining me at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. I look forward to seeing you next week. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world. And remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Elevate your mood. Smell that sweet cinnamon pumpkin. And until next week, my friends, ciao.